guys. Welcome to episode 40 of the Atlas Podcast. My name is Emma Loggins, editor-in-chief at VanBolt.com. My name is Jakai Mickelson, independent designer, contractor, and uh, independent filmmaker. And uh, this is the, the third time I've used my voice today. So <laughs> if I sound grumbly and a little bit uh, more cooler and sophisticated than usual, that's why. Uh, well, it's the first podcast of the new year, and I think it's probably safe to say that we're still in, like, holiday 2016 mode. <laughs> it's very true. It's the, uh, the, the let's let it all blow out holiday of 2016 mode. Yep, yep. Yeah. I didn't, um, all day on the first, I, well, I woke up at about two o'clock in the afternoon, went downstairs, um, got something to eat, came back up here, watched TV, played with Legos, and then realized it was nighttime. I am so proud of you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that's a weird thing to say, but I'm so proud of you. Way to go, Emma Loggins. Thanks. That's how I rung, yeah. rung in 2017, so... <laughs> That's nice. Delicately. Yeah. It's, it was a good play. Yeah. I think that's the right way to go. <laughs> um, well, we do have a good show today. Um, we have, of course, we're going to talk a little bit more about the holidays, but um, box office report and uh, two film reviews this time around, Captain Fantastic and Manchester by the Sea, both of which are favored for award season. Um, so I'm finally catching up on some of those. And... Uh, yeah, so that's our that's our show for today. It's very exciting stuff. Very I exciting think. stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about New Year's. Uh, what did what did you guys end up doing? Oh, we we were just here. Well, I'm still here in Connecticut. Actually, fun fact: this is the very. I'm in uh, my 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 wife Mandy's dad's office, which is the very office I was sitting in when I uh, very originally reached out to you about possibly doing a podcast. So it's kind of full circle. Oh, here, awesome. Which is, it's just kind of fun. But yeah, all we did was hang out uh, at her family's house. And um, then we, <laughs> me and uh, my brother-in-law, Zig, ended up just talking about top five movie lists. And it turned into a little bit of a, I mean, yeah, pretty lame New Year's, really. But it was a great time. It was perfect. Cool. Yeah, cool. so family affair. How about, how well, about you? Did a... you do anything triumphant? Yeah, I had a, a get together with friends and it was uh, a traditional New Year's party. A bunch of people I knew were actually out of town or um, sick or just uh, so it was a smaller party than we usually have. We only had about 12 people, but um, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was a it was a fun it was a fun night from from what I can remember of it. So. <laughs> Nice. Well, that's kind of that's kind of what happened to me. I was actually having a conversation yesterday with Ziggy, again, my brother-in-law, and realized we, we've already had this conversation, haven't we? <laughs> I, sorry about that. <laughs> I had a lot of beer at your house. That's a, so, that's a good New yeah. Year's, though. That's definitely a yeah, good yeah. New Year's. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, that was pretty much it. Now diving straight into the New Year, um, I was kind of looking at my schedule and getting slightly overwhelmed. Um, I've got a lot of events coming up um, this this Thursday. I'm actually going to the first of many events with the Atlanta Jewish Film Festival, um, which is their preview party where they announce their their lineup of all the films that will will be showing. Nice. Um, and that's at the Atlanta History Center. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then um, 
Next Monday, I have an event with NBC for This Is Us, which I've recently started trying to uh, catch up on. I've still got about six more episodes to catch up on before Monday. Um, but it's a really, really good show. You know, I'd heard people talk about how great it was, and I'm completely in love with it now. It's um, it's really, yeah, really I've heard good. really good things, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, got that coming up. And then, actually, Sunday night, I have another party with... Um, Atlanta Jewish Film Festival. They have a lot of parties. That's what I'm, mm. my takeaway is. But uh, I'm I'm excited <laughs> for it. I I love film festival parties. Um, nice. Yeah. So it should be should be good fun, and we have some some great screeners coming up um, as well, and still have a very high stack of them on my uh, my coffee table. I still my hope is before next weekend. Of course, it's supposed to snow or something this weekend here in Atlanta. So. Seems like it might be a good weekend to, to curl up in front of the couch oh, really? and watch some movies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see if it happens. I don't know. Well, good to know because we're, we're actually heading home today. So okay. we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back in, in flow just in time for snow, which, hey, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, Unless you're pregnant on the freeway, the, then it's not so then fun. Then it wouldn't be as fun. Ah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, cool, cool. Um, do you have anything else coming up that you're looking forward to in the new year? Any any big plans? Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on with the, you know, the, the contract work that I'm doing. And I've been kind of, what's been really nice about this holiday is, uh, honestly, I've been like 95% just completely unplugged. Yeah. Which has been a really nice, really nice. But, you know, it's that thing that happens when, you, when you're kind of that way for a while or when you're unplugged for a while, you can kind of feel... All the stuff waiting for your attention. Yeah. So, so I'm there now, and I know that like tomorrow is just going to be hit hit the ground running. But uh, you know, weirdly, I'm excited. I, I feel like it was kind of the right kind of uh, uh, break. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I have a lot of stuff going on with with a few clients, all of which is exciting. Um, but uh, it, it's a lot. But that's that's better than the alternative. Yeah, right? it's always better to yeah. be busy than to not be busy. It's uh, That's right. I had this like grand, uh, this grand plan for myself, this goal of not working at all for over the holidays. Like I was going to take this two week, like personal me time thing. Yeah. And um, that was a nice idea. And I knew it when I said it. I was like, there's no way I'm actually going to do this. <laughs> oh, um, no. And like I was actually working on Christmas night for one of my clients. So it yeah. was just like I, I did manage to unplug um, over uh, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Uh, but that was that was pretty much it. It was a. Uh, it was kind of I, I need a vacation now, like from the holidays. And it's it's funny, just yeah. two days of unplugging. I, I come back into, you know, Tuesday morning yesterday and I was just completely out of it. And my email, what was great was my email wasn't downloading um, in one of my accounts and my <laughs> Fambolt account, which is the one that gets like scary, insane if I don't check it every day. And right. um, so that's that's fun. Um, but I'm, I'm finally caught up on email and I have a pretty... Uh, intense to-do list of things I'm working through, but hopefully by the end of the week I'll feel like I'm I'm back in the groove. I've got I've got five meetings today, so hopefully oh, well, hopefully by the end of today I'll feel like I I am human again and know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, back in stride, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I I I I think um the ultimate uh, Trump card. Oh, don't oh, use that word. Not yet. No. The, <laughs> the, the ultimate Ace card, which which would probably be a better way to say that. Um, is to have a brand new baby because if you have a brand new baby, 
and you tell your clients, you know, I, I got the brand new baby, so we're kind of doing a parade of introducing everybody to the new baby. Amazingly, all of my clients are like, okay, cool. Like, no pushback at all. They Everybody just stepped out of the way. So that's why we need more people. Because if you have a person, <laughs> every everybody just instantly understands. Well, I will. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just throw that out there. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm excited to, to kind of get back into the swing of things and uh, get some some cool things lined up and some more interviews and reviews going for, for our podcast here today. Um, yes, I'm excited this year to take actually the Atlas to the next level. Exactly. I feel like now saying that out loud, now it's real, right? It is. You have, to, you have to say your New Year's resolution out loud for it to be real. Well, we do have, um, you know, some cool plans. If we're, we're looking to start talking more to, um, you know, crew people and uh, uh, people behind the scenes, whether they're set decorators, costume designers, camera people, you know, whatever it may be on the crew side of things to kind of give us a, a more in-depth look at uh, the projects that they're working on and in the entertainment industry right. in general, both here in Atlanta and um you know, nationwide. Uh, but that's that's going to be really exciting stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we should call it like Atlas 2.0. Or we could just call it the Atlas and make believe up to this point, it's been Atlas Beta. We could pull a Google. We could. Yeah. We could. And then it could be like, or it could be the Atlas S if we wanted to go the <laughs> Apple route. Nice. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but let's dive into our box office report. Um, the Atlas. The Atlas. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we probably yeah. shouldn't do that because then our it'll end in ass. So. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Way to think ahead I know. of it. You know Instead what? After we had the postcards printed. Yeah. I'm accustomed to thinking about branding and all of the things that could go horrifically wrong <laughs> if you don't pay attention to your, your naming and your logo. <laughs> so... Mm. Listening um, to the Atlas, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, box office report. Box we office. got very what? Very exciting. Uh, very exciting stuff. Yeah. By I, the way, you really should have taken that bet because it's been very competitive. Uh, with which bet? With Rogue, Rogue One and One Fantastic Beasts? No, Fantastic it hasn't. Beast. Has it? Oh wait, very, I've got it. Competitive. Um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't. I'm looking at the total gross <laughs> right now, and it's more than doubled. Uh, <laughs> fantastic yeah. beast already so i'm i'm glad that i didn't take that bet but you know what i realized in all of the the harassment of you getting me to watch angus i feel like this is a fair question yeah have you seen la la land yet <laughs> it's a very fair question and i <laughs> and i have not but i do want you to know that it was mentioned in a uh, jokey way by somebody throughout uh, this 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 trip. I don't remember even who said it, but I I defended it mightily and name dropped you like a champion. So I just want you to know. All right. Well, I have let you down for watching the film. <laughs> I I spread your gospel. Oh, well, I appreciate it. That buys you like one to two more weeks. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um. <laughs> Well, and on that note, too, we have um, the Golden Globes coming up this weekend, too. So I imagine we're going to see a, a pretty, pretty big um, jump. And I mean, it's been going up every single week because it's been hitting more theaters. Of course, this week it's in seventh place. It brought in nine point five million. Um, it's in seven hundred fifty theaters across the country, still far less than any of the other theaters that are in, are, are any other movies that are in front of it. 
Um, but its grand total is now up to 34 million and of course had a production budget of 30 million. Um, its fourth week of release, although that the first two weeks of release were, were fairly limited with New York and LA and then it opened here in Atlanta on the 16th of December. So still going strong and it's gonna, I mean, if it doesn't dominate the awards this weekend, um, I'm, I would be shocked. But just just saying, I, you, you you're pretty much you are pretty much making this a very mighty film. I, I am. It lives up yeah. to it. It lives up yeah. to it. Okay. I <laughs> listen. I've got to see this damn movie. You do. Yeah. Um, but coming in front of it, um, of course, no one's going to be surprised that Rogue One is still hanging on to first place. Um, it's third week of release. It is now grossed four hundred and twenty-four million. It's in uh, forty-one hundred theaters across the country. And of course, if uh, you aren't aware of the production budget, which we've talked a little bit about before, it was uh, two hundred million to make the film. So, just in uh, the the gross from what it's made in the theaters, it's already doubled the budget. I can't imagine what the merch and everything else that's kind of an offshoot of it has made. I'd venture to say probably more than it's actually made in theaters. Um, but yeah, so that one's holding on strong to first. Uh, second place is Sing, uh, brought in $42 million this weekend in its second week of release. And it has grossed $166 million up to date with a production budget of $75 million. Passengers, um, still not doing great. People, uh, people are aware of the, the reviews that have gone out. It is up yeah. um, from last week, but uh, it's made $16.1 million in this last week and uh, or last weekend. It's grossed $61 million up to date. And of course, the production budget on that one was $110 million. So not great, better than last week, but not great. Um, it's just a show you have to like, you have to make a good movie, despite like how good your trailers and stuff are. Like word of mouth still really matters. It so, does. I mean, this is yeah. a, a really great example of that because I don't think you could have um, a more appealing cast right now. I mean, everyone loves both Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. So it, it's a natural movie that you feel like you should go see if it's one of your options. So I think that really yeah. does say that people aren't talking favorably about it. Yeah. Um, Moana is in fourth place with a 10.9 million up a lot from last week, actually. Um, and it's also in a couple more theaters than last time too. It's up 88 theaters to 200 or 2000 theater or 2775 theaters nationwide. Um, it's currently gross $210 million, and we still don't have a production budget on that one, but um, I'm pretty sure they've made their money back. That one's that one's going pretty strong and is another favored film for award season for best animated film. Um, yeah. In fifth place, Why Him, which we so lovingly talked about here on the Atlas. Um, You're a huge fan. Huge, huge fan. Huge fan. Um, in case you missed that episode, that is sarcasm, and I was not a huge fan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian Cranston, amazing actor. Um, I, I guess he just did this film for, for I, I can't even. I, it, it was probably fun to make. I'll give him that. It was probably fun to make, um, but a really, really bad film, and it's on a lot of people's uh, worst films of 2016 list, including mine, which I've not publicized, but it's in my mind. It's right up there at the top. Um, 
But it's uh it's it's gonna do fine. It's um already grossed thirty four million and its production budget was thirty eight million. So it's second week of release. I imagine that by the end of this next week, especially with January, we don't really have a lot of great movies that are coming out. Right. Um we have I I guess probably the most uh Notable or are the most advertised is going to be the the next Underworld, which I'm told they're not screening for press, which is usually not a good sign. It's a fantastic sign. Things are fine. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, good Lord. That's like that's one that everybody was pining for. We need another Underworld movie. Man alive. Yeah. Um, it's funny because that's actually the theme that I picked for our project cosplay for this month which is oh. uh, the 15th, I think. Uh, not this Thursday, but not the next Thursday. No, wait, the 18th, excuse me. And um, 18th of January. And then I was reminded of this brilliant uh, thing that I agreed to where all the judges would be designers. So I guess I'm going to be a designer this month um, for for Project oh, wow. Cosplay. Yeah. Side note, that's just going to be a mess and a half. So if you haven't if you haven't come out before, now is probably the time to do it because it's going to be a disaster with me being a designer. But um, <laughs> way to upsell. Oh well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but a couple other films that are, are notable to mention in their their placings, um, of course, Fences came in sixth, La La Land in seventh, Assassin's Creed in its second week of release brought in eight point six million. Um, for a total gross up to date of 39 million. And of course, that one had a pretty, pretty hefty production budget of 125. Um, that, that's another one where it's, I think a lot of people had high expectations for it, especially fans of the game. And it just, uh, the reviews didn't live up to it. And I haven't seen it. And I love Michael Fassbender, but I, yep. I, I, I'll probably see it when it hits Netflix or something, but. Um, coming in ninth, Manchester by the Sea is is uh, hanging in there. It's up actually 53% from last week with a $4.2 million that it brought in this weekend. Uh, that's a really, really great film. We're going to review that here in a few minutes. But it's, uh, you know, the one thing that's kind of, with the exception of, of La La Land and maybe Sing Street, there's not a lot of happy movies that are nominated um, for awards for Golden Globes and you know, will be nominated for, for Oscars. Everything is just really heavy this year. You know, there's not a lot of happy movies. Well, that's almost consistent with what's been working for TV, though. If you take a step back and look for it, it's not like uh, Walking Dead is like this hilarious high jinxy time. Like, actually, <laughs> looking, like all the big shows are pretty heavy, with maybe the exception of uh, Stranger Things, right? I mean, that wasn't... Super lightweight comedy, but but that had an air of fun to it that a lot of the others didn't have. Yeah, that was an interesting blend of kind of um, yeah sci-fi serious seriousness, but still a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of unusual to see. You're right. I mean, yeah. it's definitely I I can't think of any comedies right now that are really like killing it on TV. Um, all of my shows all the are old gone. Standards. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Parks and Rec forever will live on for me. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's fair. I don't know. I feel like especially going into to this new year and, you know, we've both kind of alluded to our concern and worry about 
where things just in general with our country are going. And I feel like now more than ever is, is the need for, for like happy entertainment and comedy and something to kind of lighten the overall, you know, mood of America. Right. Um, Maybe some of the mid-season shows will will do that or some of the movies that we have coming up. I'm trying to think if there's any comedies that I'm really excited to see coming up, and there's really not. I mean, there's um, there's going to be some great films out this year, but I don't think any of them are ones that I would classify as comedies that, that are at least on my radar right now. So Right. Okay, well, I brought it down. I brought it down. Sorry about that. <laughs> no Everything worries. Everything is full of despair and sadness. <laughs> well, on that note, let's jump into our film reviews this week, both well, of which are really depressing. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. All right, uh, do you want to do Captain Fantastic first? Yeah, let's start with Captain Fantastic. Um, let me give you guys a, a brief description of it. Of course, it uh, stars Viggo Mortensen, which if you're not familiar with my, um, my, my top three actors, it is Jason Segel. Viggo Mortensen and Chris Pratt. Those are like my my top three crushes. Um, so I was really excited about seeing this one. And I have to say, just like as a side note here, if you look at Viggo Mortensen in like Lord of the Rings or any of his early like 2000 era films, and then you look at him now, I don't think he's aged at all. It's been almost 20 years and that man looks the same. It's really remarkable. Well, maybe it's just me. I don't know. But um, he still looks good. He's still on my top three list. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Pretty big deal for Vigo. Pretty big deal for Vigo. So a brief description of the film. In the forest of the Pacific Northwest, a father devoted to raising his six kids with a rigorous physical and intellectual education is forced to leave his paradise and enter the world, challenging his idea of what it means to be a parent. So essentially what happens in this is this family, um, the, the mother um, dies and they kind of uh, wrestle with going to the funeral or not because the girl's parents says that, you know, don't come, stay where you are. If you show up, we'll have you arrested. So a lot of kind of like family drama there because uh, the family kind of resents uh, Viggo Mortensen's character for taking her out and living in this kind of hippie um, environment out in the woods with their with their huts and, and keeping these kids, for lack of a better word, homeschooled. Uh, but these kids seem way more intelligent than like average kids. So they're, they're doing something right and, of course, very prepared to to handle whatever situations um, arise out in the wilderness. They can, you know, they hunt for all of their food and they're able to take care of themselves with whatever happens to them out in the woods. Um, so it's a, it's a very heavy movie, a uh, very emotional movie. Everyone in it is a, uh, well, before I start getting into to analyzing performances, let's just, let's just hop into our review. Yeah. Stop jumping all over the place. You have a very, very, very important structure. We do. We do. So, <laughs> it's 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 the official Atlas review, everybody. So so from an eye rolling perspective, watch this movie. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Got it. See, me I'm messing up. Happy holidays. <laughs> um from a boredom perspective, one to five. Five being five alarm boredom. When will this thing end? How boring was this film? Uh I was not bored at all, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a zero for that. All right, that's a that's a great score. Yeah. Now here's here's the big one. Here's here's the big uh, reveal uh, from an eye rolling perspective. Sounds like we're dealing with some pretty heady heavy stuff here. Were you rolling your eyes at all? 
Um, I, you know what? I really wasn't, but I'm going to give it a one just because there were a, a couple of scenarios in which I was like, that's really bad parenting. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a one on that front, but it, it really wasn't something that they're, you're not annoyed by it at all. It's just uh, kind of more, more of a realization about the character doing some things that you, you don't necessarily agree with in his, in his idea of parenting. Okay, that's that's fair. So uh, I guess who who brought the goods? Was Vigo good? Yeah, good yeah. Vigo is the one that's uh, uh, you know nominated as as best actor um, from this one, and and everyone was incredible. The kids in this are really really incredible. Um, I don't believe that any of them are nominated for. Um, let's see if I can if I can see here. It's only nominated for one Golden Globe. Um, so for Viggo Mortensen, it's the olden, only Golden Globe nomination that they have. But really, everyone in it is fantastic. The kids are just really... I, I didn't recognize any of the kids from anything. They've probably been in um, a number of kind of smaller films. But really, really amazing acting by everyone on this front. And, and Viggo more so than... You know, he definitely stands out. I don't think he's going to win... Um, best actor because of course he's going to be up against Casey Affleck and Manchester by the Sea which we'll dive into in a second um, but Vigo does great work and he's been nominated so many times for a best actor award I feel like he just needs to win it one year and it's kind right. of almost like one of those Leonardo DiCaprio situations at this point where you know I don't think Vigo Vigo doesn't kind of play into the traditional Hollywood thing you know he doesn't go to these award shows he doesn't yeah. doesn't do a lot of press or, or public appearances or that if he's not working on promoting a film that he's very passionate about um, so I kind of wonder if it's one of those things where you know they just don't um, he does he deserves to win though just like you know Leo had deserved to win for so long Vigo deserves to win for something um, this right. this isn't the movie though it needs to be something that that stretches his skills a little bit more and probably a year in which the competition is a little less than it is this year well uh, just really fast uh, Matt Ross the uh, the act or the director and writer of this film and mm -hmm. I feel like that's always a good sign even if no matter what you see if you see a movie written and directed by the same person yeah. typically that means it, it, it's it, even if it's like a bad vision, it's a unified vision. So whenever I see a movie I've never heard of, I'm like, oh, written, directed by the same guy. I'm like more interested than than when it's a team. Um, but the guy who wrote and directed it is also an actor named Matt Ross, and he's done a lot of stuff. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's got that kind of uh, that kind of range and skill set. I'm actually looking through that now. He was uh, he's been on a bunch of American Horror Story, uh, Silicon Valley, Revolution, uh, Big Love. He's uh he's been all over the place. Good for him. Yeah, to, yeah, to do that and to write and direct. That's that's very impressive. Yeah. So so, uh, he, so so he did a good film. Yeah, he did a great film. Um, it's a it, like I said, it's a really heavy film. It's not something that you know, um, you're gonna sit down and have a few laughs at. Um, so just be prepared going into it that it's it's a it's a heavy film. That, which is weird for Vigo because usually he does like because I remember he was great. In Naked Gun, 33 and a third. Just hilarious. <laughs> I'm kidding. I made that up. I've never seen this. The closest he's ever done to comedy was Lord of the Rings, I feel like. That may actually be true because yeah. everything he does is is really dark. And, um, you know, I will I will say about this role, which I find kind of funny. He's playing this this hippie character, which I, 
I see if I if I had to picture him as like raising a family out in the woods, I feel like this could almost be like a biopic about like how he would raise his kids <laughs> in the woods because yeah. he's such a he's such a hippie. There was a, a talk show that he was on once where he was talking about, uh, you know, when he was filming Lord of the Rings, he was driving around in New Zealand and he he hit some sort of animal and um, killed it. And so he pulled over on the side of the road takes the animal with him and has it for dinner so that you know his life has not gone to waste like that is that is the level of like hippiness we're talking about he's eating his own roadkill so that's uh, <laughs> it's pretty that's good it's intense <laughs> yeah that's cool okay so overall i guess moment of truth uh sounds like a lot of things went right um obviously not i don't think this was filmed in atlanta it was not um or in georgia so no georgia recognition factor so uh what, what are you giving this thing? I'm going to give it a full atlas. Nice. Yeah. A full atlas for a dramatic film. Yeah. Honestly, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's great. Yeah. There, there's really nothing about it I would change. I, I wish that uh, I, I kind of, at this point of seeing so many sad movies as of late, want to say that I wish it had a little bit more uh, comedy in it, but uh, that, right. w- that would be a different film. So, uh, no, this was, it. Yeah. this was fantastic. I definitely recommend seeing it. Uh, so Captain Fantastic is what? Fantastic. It is. <laughs> that's the headline, ladies and gentlemen. All right, well, that's great to know. And then uh, uh, I, I remember seeing the trailer for this. I was very intrigued by it. Uh, but again, same thing, Vigo. He, you, oh, he's in it? It doesn't mean it's good, a good time necessarily, but it usually means it's pretty potent. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, he's, he's a damn fine, fine actor. Uh, so Manchester by the Sea. Do you want to just jump right into that one? Let's let's do it. Um, the description right. that IMBD gives us, I feel like, is a little uh, a little brief. Uh, an uncle is asked to take care of his teenage nephew after the boy's father dies. That's it. That's the <laughs> description that um, IMBD gives gives, and I guess maybe to avoid any spoilers from the film, that's a fair description. Um, but there is a number of reasons that. Um, this this guy played by Casey Affleck um, feels that he's not capable of taking care of a child. A number of things that happen um, with his own family, and when this happens, and his brother passes, and he has to uh, take on the responsibility of of his nephew, it really it causes him to to revisit a lot of not only locations from his past, but also feelings and emotions of things that he had to deal with before. And we kind of see that he's not really fully recovered or processed or or processed the things that has happened in his past either. So it's another very emotionally heavy, intense film. It's funny uh, when we were watching this, we had, um, we had, you know, all of us kind of pulled together our, our, um, our, our screening DVDs and we were deciding which ones we were going to watch this particular night. And, um, we had watched, we ended up watching this one and then sing street, which we're going to talk about next week. But, um, it was, we were trying to find like a happy one to watch because like, again, there's so many just like really heavy movies this, this year. And, um, you know, we had narrowed it down to, I think lion, and this one and i want to say one other and our our uh, our biggest fan mike mckinney said that this was like the happiest out of all of the movies 
And it's still not something we've let him forget because it was such, he's like, oh, you know, it's a really, it's a really, it leaves you feeling really hopeful. And maybe you could argue that it does. I, I don't know. You have to kind of really, I, I think, dig into it to, uh, to, to get something super hopeful from it. But um, it's a really, really heavy movie. And not to go into to why, because the, the things that happen in Casey Affleck's characters past are just really, really horrifically sad things. So it's, it's uh, again, it, it's more heavy than Captain Fantastic. And it's probably one of the, the heavier films that I've seen this year. Well, it, this is another one uh, written and directed by the same person. It uh, is. By the name, the name of Kenneth Lonergan. Pretty sure I'm saying that wrong, Michael McKinney. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, but here's a fun fact about this guy. This guy also uh, did the screenplay for Analyze This. So he did comedy and the adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I was just looking at that. Hilarious. Um, and uh, and wow, one, Gangs of New One episode of, New of Doug. One episode yeah. of, of, of the TV series <laughs> Doug. That's right. That was way back in 93. You got to start somewhere. Uh <laughs> So yeah, this guy's got quite a range. Gangs of New York, quick side story on that, which I think is a freaking fantastic film. My wife watched some of it with me and was so disgusted by it, she had to leave the room. <laughs> so there you go. Very, uh, very light movies this guy makes. Uh, so I guess uh, from a boredom factor, one to five, five being five alarm boredom. How bored were you watching this flick? I was not bored at all. Um, when I wasn't crying, I was I was fully fully emotionally engaged. So z- <laughs> zero on the uh, on the boredom factor. Okay, so from an eye rolling perspective, were your eyes rolling while they were producing liquid? They were not. Okay, so it's another zero. Wow. Zero zero. Okay. So uh so who brought the goods? It's a pretty pretty good cast here. It is a really good cast. I mean, I don't think you can argue. I mean, Casey Affleck, he plays uh Lee Chandler, the lead character in the film, and really this movie is his movie. This if he doesn't win an Oscar for this, I'm I would be shocked. Like I think he's a he's a shoe in for for all of the best actor awards this season for this picture. Um, really incredible in it. But really honestly, everyone is is quite quite good in it. Um Michelle Williams, Kyle Chandler, um, even the the boy that plays uh, Patrick, his nephew, um, Casey Affleck's character's nephew, um, is fantastic too. And I'm not seeing the the older um, actor that's probably buried somewhere here on IMBD, but um, that kid was a great actor. Um, Tate Donovan is also in it, which I always get excited when I see anyone that was in the OC doing anything. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. Um, <laughs> But really, really great, great cast. Um, everyone did a great job. Uh, it was a, it was a solid, solid ensemble. <laughs> well said. Uh, I don't see a lot of recognition factor for for Georgia. No, you know film. what? You you don't see any. <laughs> mm, well, uh, so I guess I mean maybe maybe it's a moment of truth already. What uh, what does this get? Well, this isn't going to be a surprise. I'm also going to give this one a full atlas. Um, I think it's funny here at the end of the year doing, you know, watching so many of these award films side by side. Um, And then maybe that maybe that's why we all go into January and we're like, all these movies in January suck. It's because we've watched so many great films at the end of a year and our and our standards are so much higher. Um, 
But this was really, this is a great film. I definitely think it's one you should see. Again, it is heavy. It's super emotionally intense. Um, but I, I think that this one has a possibility of winning for Best Picture of the Year, too. Um, I think, at least with the Oscars, when you, you kind of separate things out and you have comedy or musical, there's no question at all that La La Land will win that. Mark my words, La La Land will win that. But for Best Picture, and we're looking at just the dramas, I think Manchester by the Sea um, is is one of the, the top contenders for that. So um, it's it's definitely one that you should see before award season gets into full swing. Gotcha. All right. So we, that's uh, that's a first ever. Those are two full atlases. Yeah. Uh, and neither of them are for um, like comic book fun movies. So this is, uh, I'm just going to call it, this is the most grown-up episode <laughs> of the Atlas ever. What a great way to start out 2017. And, uh, you know, maybe Manchester by the Sea is a super positive film. And Mike McKinney is just smarter than all of us. I, that's, it's possible. I mean, he's the one getting yeah. quoted on the back of, you know, DVD cases and movie posters and, and commercials. So uh, probably probably could learn a few things from him. <laughs> Fair enough. So there you have it. Manchester by the Sea and Captain Fantastic. Vigo's Captain Fantastic, both full atlases. Boom. It's uh it's good stuff. I my my anticipation for next week, um, we are gonna do a review of Sing Street, which um in comparison is one of the happiest films of twenty sixteen. Um, just to kind of give a, a brief tease through that one, uh it is a really, really happy, fun movie. So if you're looking to see something that is uh not quite as heavy, but also um still really good in terms of um the acting and the story and the production and everything. It's a, it's a really great movie. So we'll talk about that one next week. And then my hopes are that we will also have a review for Jackie next week, which is um, Natalie Portman, of course, plays um, Jackie in that. And she is favored to win best actress for that role. So we'll, we'll, yep. we'll see what, uh, if, if, if all the hype uh, is uh, warranted. We shall. Yeah. And also, uh, quick aside, Sing Street, written, directed, same guy, John Carney. Yeah. I don't think it's a coincidence, folks. That's interesting. You know, I've never actually looked at that. Um, that's that's a good point. It's a good point. It's uh, definitely not what happened with Passengers. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. I think a few people uh, and maybe a few suits were also involved in that as well. Yeah. So you always hear the story over and over again. Like somebody finds a lot of success as a little independent filmmaker. Then they go in the studio system and they're like, what is happening? Yeah. The reason I'm here is because I made a good film and now everybody is undercutting every decision I make. So uh, it's interesting. <clears throat> this guy looks like he's been around for a while, John Carney. So maybe he's gone full circle. I can't imagine so. what that must be like to, to go in and have something that you're you're as a, a writer that you're so passionate about and you have this vision for in your head. And then, you know, you really have no control over the actual, you know, directing or production of the film. And then you see it in a theater and you're like, what did you do to my baby? <laughs> like, yeah. this is not what it was supposed to be. Well, if, if you want um, some insight on it, I mean, it's a little bit older insight now, but Louis C.K.'s experience in making Pootie Tang. He's he's always uh, he's he's never pulled punches about how that was, ah. you know, about like the uh, the version of that film that was released versus the version of the film he'd made were two very, very different 
things. But he's he always says, like, he always puts a positive spin on it. Like, I'm really glad to have gone through it. I learned a lot. It was fantastic. I was getting yelled at by the president of Paramount. I'm like, oh, my God, the president of Paramount really watched and paid attention to my movie, you know. So, you know, he spins it in a very Louis C.K. way. But it's very eye-opening in what happens when you, quote, make it, you know. That's cool. So, I'll have to look yeah. that up. Um, I'm looking at it now on a on IMBD. I would love to be able to, and I know that this would probably not be something. Well, maybe it would if you shot the footage and you have it to be able to, for him to go back and make the film he wanted to. Of course, I'm sure the legalities and everything kind of get in the way with that. But it would be kind of interesting to see two films side by side that have the same script. And it's just kind of all of the editing and the interpretation of it and see, you know, really how different the overall movie can be. Oh, so it's just amazing. It's just amazing, like how different you can change the tone of something. I, I but yeah, I, I think I think there's a certain point though. Also, like if there's something like that's way back on your track record, it's just time to put it to bed because it's difficult to keep tweaking it. Or you could pull a George Lucas and say that Han shot second, which is <laughs> always great. That's that's a good fallback. Yeah, yeah, I like to change. <laughs> things that happened no but it is it is fascinating like what you what uh, what two people can do with the same footage i actually learned years ago i was on a little show called blind date and uh you were on blind date yeah the reality show the, yeah a long time ago uh came home thought it'd be hilarious my buddy was online we both uh we both signed up to be on blind date and forgot all about it and then like uh, two months later i got a call from them and at that point i'm like well i can't back out now so a short long of it is this, is I lived through the night and then I saw what they edited together and it was like, all right, reality TV is not real remotely. I mean, no. it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, so. uh, it's heavily staged. Even in the, the one, the sizzle that I filmed for, for the one that I was a part of that never went anywhere. It's insane yeah. how they, um, I mean, your interaction is, is natural in when they're filming in the situations that they put you in, but that's really the only reality to it. And then what happens in the editing room with that footage of you being natural in this stage situation that they put you in, then turns into something that's not remotely, you know, representative of the situation that unfolded. Oh, totally. So, like the reaction shots are pulled from something completely independent of it. Oh, it's yep. just... I'll tell you what they did to me, like the the ultimate, like okay, guys, is they obviously made fun of me for being from Salt Lake City. They like they they made me like, oh, what a what a good little Samaritan naive boy, even though I lived in San Diego for most of my life. <laughs> uh, but what they did is at the very end of the night, I ordered a drink, and the producer came over and said, ah, I can't have you have a drink because you got to drive all the way home. At this point, I still live in San Diego, and we were filming in Los Angeles, and. uh I'm like, all right. So I got a drink. And then in the episode, they made fun of me for not ordering a drink. I'm yeah. like, now wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's how that luckily uh, pre YouTube era. So you can't. I was just about to say, I would it. love to yeah. see this episode. I I have a couple. I, like I, I might be. I Listen, if you have that's wife, a viewing party right there. <laughs> well, you can't understand. It's like, uh, you know how Mike McKinney is all, hey, everybody. Uh, this Manchester by the Sea is kind of, it has an uplifting feel. Like, if you watch this episode, you don't end it with like, oh, my God, that was hilarious. You end it and you look at me like, what did they do to you? It's 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 not an easy one. My my wife finally broke me down and I showed it to her. And <laughs> it was like weird afterwards because it, they just they just kind of tear me apart. 
So it was like a, it was it was a great lesson. I mean, not not in any sort of like oh, it's really sad sort of way, but it's like if you know me at all, it is a one billion percent not not you that they put together. Yeah. So it's uh, but it it, it it that seriously taught me so much about the power of edit. Yeah. So again, circling all the way back around to Pooty Tang, uh, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen the film that uh, Louis C.K. made. Right. Um. I mean, he does weird stuff sometimes, but I that guy, that guy's upper echelon brilliant, as far as I'm concerned. He so, is, he is. He's a, have it. a comedy genius. Well, cool, cool. Um, that's uh, that's our first show for for 2017. And I think it was amazing. I think it was too. Felt good. Two Felt right. Atlases. Come on, <laughs> I think it was great. Exactly. I feel like we're super classy now. We are super classy, which is ironic now that we're Atlas S. Yeah. So yeah, now that yeah. we have ass in our name. <laughs> That's right. It's asinine. <laughs> I love it. Um, oh, well, next week we'll have um, a couple more film reviews. I'm going to. I'm hopeful that the This Is Us press event that's going to happen next week will um, be something that the we can have the audio on either next week or the following week. So that'll be super cool. And then, of course, uh, my recap of all of these fancy parties I'm going to be going to for the Atlanta yeah, Jewish uh, Film please. Festival. <laughs> Please enjoy. I'm very, very curious to see, to hear how those go. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's all from my end. Do you have anything else on your end? Uh, <laughs> nothing else on my end, and that's none of your business. <laughs> Um, well, awesome. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, this is the Atlas Podcast, and my name is Emma Loggins, Editor-in-Chief at FanBolt.com. My name is Chikai Mickelson, independent designer. I always get it wrong. My name is Chikai Mickelson, contract designer and independent filmmaker. It's a mouthful. Well, I'm gl- and uh, thank, thank you for listening. I'm glad you I'm glad you got your name right. That's the important part. That is that is the tough part, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, thanks, guys. See you next week. Thank you.